Hello and welcome back to the Daily Study of the Way of Mastery. I'm Jason Amoroso, your guide, and today we continue with Lesson 5, The Keys to the Kingdom, Section 6, The Importance of Humility. And we're going to look at paragraphs 13, 14, and 15. This should be a quick one. And just as a heads up, there are 39 paragraphs. Some of those paragraphs are just a sentence long. In the rest of this section, there's a little bit of a longer section as we come down the home stretch of lesson five. So, Jeshua continues As you progress and as you allow more of the abundance of God's love to flow through you, you begin to stand up out of the crowd and you begin to attract those that want the light. As that occurs, you must practice discipline and vigilance by remembering humility always until you are remembering it with every breath. So a beautiful, simple paragraph here, Jeshua giving us a sneak peek of what is to come for us as we progress along this path of the way of the heart and in this uh, journey of mastery. The more you allow the abundance of God's love, which is never ending, to flow through you, you're going to show up differently in the world. And he says, you're going to start to stand up out of the crowd. And you're going to attract those that want the light. So just by the fact that you are drawn to these teachings, whether it's A Course in Miracles, Way of Mastery, or any other spiritual practice where you are embodying and being the light that you are and continuing to shine brighter and brighter just out of the nature of being love, not out of a, an agenda to, to do anything, you're going to attract people who want more of that, who want to also experience themselves as the light. So you are a leader in so many ways, just as Jeshua is a leader or a way shower for us. You are a way shower for others. And as they enlighten they will be a way shower for others. And he says, you begin to stand up out of the crowd. And as that occurs, you must practice discipline and vigilance because the ego is going to want to take credit for it, right? As we said in the last episode, it's going to want at least 10% of, oh, look at me. Look how holy I am. Look, I'm a master. I deserve all this. I've done all this work. So you must practice discipline and vigilance of remembering humility always. Humility, knowing that it is not you that is doing anything. It is the divine, it is God that does all things through you. Until, and you practice, practice, practice the best that you can. And when you fail at it, when your ego takes over and you're like, holy crap, I'm totally invested here in being seen a certain way. That's okay. Just see up there, I got kind of got caught in that trap. I'm coming back to humility, remembering who I am getting out of the way, until you're remembering it with every breath. That's so beautiful. Every breath is spirit breathing me, is spirit breathing you, living from that place. I did my morning meditation today, five minutes as embodied Christ. And sometimes I pretend, I'm like, how did Jesus feel? How does Jesus feel when he meditates? And I would pretend to be Jesus feeling those things. And it, it helps me access that place in my meditation, like, holy shit, Oneness, peace, acceptance, desire to expand and serve and love. And now I'm feeling that way. And then I transfer it. So it's not like, oh, it's just in Jeshua. No, this is me. This is my state too. 
Imagine that with every breath. And Jeshua continues, why? If you're living in this world and feel that no one looks up to you, no one takes you as an authority, there's only one reason. You have resisted the truth of your being and through denial have pushed God's light away out of your fear, your deep-seated fear that you might appear to be different than everybody else. He says, if you're living in this world and feel that no one, and that's not the goal to have people looking up to you and taking you as an authority, but if you're feeling that you are in this world being the light and no one's responding to it, Jeshua is saying there's only one reason which is you've resisted the truth of your being. You've resisted owning who you are. And part of it is the conditioning of our world, especially in the Judeo-Christian traditions. It's like Jesus is the only son of God. He's perfect, born perfect, and you're not. And and if you're you're lucky, he forgives you and do good. If not, you're going to hell. So, of course, you've resisted the truth of your being because you were taught that you're not that. And through denial, whether it's taught or you know, you've adopted it, you've pushed God's light away out of fear, out of a deep-seated fear that you might be different than everybody else. There's such a strong pull to fit in. And if you think about it and you look around, you're like, well, yeah, I don't want to stand out. The people who stand out, the people who shine the brightest, they get killed. Look at Jesus. He was the brightest, and he got crucified, one of the most torturous, painful, public, humiliating ways of dying. Look at look at Gandhi. He was assassinated. Look at Martin Luther King Jr. He was assassinated. Look at Abraham Lincoln. He was assassinated. Look at JFK Jr. JFK. He was assassinated. Look at all these, all the rebels, all the the the, the people who stand up for truth. They all get killed. Look at Joan of Arc. She was burned at the stake. Look at the witch wound, the people who were, you know, spoke up and were uh, outside of the authorities. They were the ones that got cast out, rejected and killed. So kind of seems dangerous not to, uh, to to rock the boat a little bit. That's what we've seen in this world. So I would say from a logical place, from a body survival place, which we know is of the ego, it makes a lot of sense to like shine bright, but not too bright. Because then then you're at risk. Then you're vulnerable to die. Again, if you believe that you're the body. And these people that I've been naming, uh, I'm going to make an assumption. I don't think it's outlandish. We're so committed to their truth, to their cause of shining light, that on some level they knew and know, one, the risk, and two, that it's not really a risk because they knew and know that they're not the body. Truly. And Jeshua is pointing this out, that you've resisted and denied and pushed God's light away out of your deep-seated fear that you might be different than everybody else, and different is dangerous, according to the ego. And so he continues, the world would teach you to be a doormat so that you fit in and do not ruffle anybody's feathers. But as you become empowered, one way you will know that it is occurring is that some people will not like you. You will push their buttons just by walking into the room for darkness abhors light. It is that simple. It's so funny. What just popped into my head, which I hadn't thought about before in reading this, is Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker. 
in Moss Eisley Cantina in the first Star Wars, episode four, A New Hope, where he, you know, he meets Ben, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and they go to the Moss Eisley Cantina and they're at the bar, they're looking for, you know, a ride to get out of uh Tatooine. And that uh ugly dude and the walrus man come up to him and he's like, I don't like you. I've got the death sentence on twelve systems. And it's just like cause Luke looks like a little far pretty boy farm boy and he doesn't like him. And so you know, as we become more empowered, the power is within us. We're not searching for it out there. We're not asking for permission out there. As we become more empowered and we become that, as we know and know more of who we truly are and we we own it, we embody it. Because it's it's not like we become who we are. We're already that. It's like every hero's journey. It's like I'm thinking of Neo in The Matrix. He was always, let's say, the one. But it wasn't until he believed it and he owned it that the effect that he experienced the effect of it he didn't change it was like luke was always a jedi he had it in him but it wasn't until he owned it and stepped into it that he uh experienced more of his full power it's like every hero's journey and there's always a challenge or a, a villain or a, an obstacle to overcome that that helps kind of click them into owning their power and owning who they are. And that's like the most inspiring point of the movie where you see the the protagonist who struggled with his identity and not really owning his power finally steps into it. And usually it's because there's something big at stake and he feel he or she feels like there's no there's no turning back. He's got to believe he's got to step into it and finally face the the quote unquote demons or the dragon or the obstacle to overcome it. There's no other choice. And it's so inspiring because that's our story, too. And so Jeshua is saying the more that you become empowered, one of the ways that you're going to know that is some people will not like you because your light will be so threatening to their darkness, meaning the ego and darkness abhors light. It's threatened by it. The ego is so threatened by God, by light, by you being and remembering what you are, because that's the, the quote unquote death of the ego. The ego dissolves. We don't have to fight the ego. We don't have to make it our friend. It just it simply dissolves in our consciousness as we embody and stand in and know who we are. And we may still have those little thoughts like of competitiveness or comparing ourselves or little judgments, but we see it so quickly. We're like, oh, there's that thought. We don't give, we don't pay it any mind. We don't pay it any attention. We just acknowledge that it's a thought, like the thousands of thoughts that kind of float through and come into our consciousness, but it's the ones that we attach to and value and give energy to where attention goes, energy flows. And those are the ones that begin, you know, that grow and then are embodied. So the world, oh my gosh, look at the world. It teaches you to be a doormat so that you fit in and don't ruffle anybody's feathers. Don't rock the boat. Don't stand up. Don't speak the truth. Be like everybody else. Fit in because if not, you're a threat and we're going to cast you out. And that's survival risk, whether it's emotional risk, like, hey, we're you know, we're going to shun you. We're not going to speak to you. We're going to ignore you. And then emotionally, the ego's like, oh, look, I'm, you know, I'm out or physically exile you. There's lots of different ways to exile or reject someone, not just physically, obviously, mentally, emotionally. And so we're taught that it's dangerous to be what we are. But Jeshua is saying the opposite. It's actually not dangerous. It's the most sane and safe thing you could do because it actually brings you into reality. So 
if you are sharing things on social media, if you're sharing light and truth at the at the dinner table at Thanksgiving and some people have a, a recoil response or get judge judgmental against you for that, that is actually a good sign. That's actually a good sign. It means you're on the path. It means you're embodying more light. And it might feel uncomfortable at first. That's okay. Because that's that kind of like contrast and conflict within us that as we begin to breathe into and accept that more and more of who we are, that discomfort just fades as we settle into and are grounded and and embodied in, in our light. So this is a short, powerful teaching from Jeshua in these three paragraphs. As you allow, it all starts from allowing the abundance of God's love to flow through you. And that's going to show up in how you speak, what you do, how you interact with people and the words you use. You begin to stand out and you'll attract those who want that light. And that, and that's that's power, but in the most loving sense. Now, the ego is going to want to hijack that power and abuse it and use it and make it mean special things about you. That's why we must practice discipline and vigilance and until we remember it with every breath. And if that's not our experience, where are we resisting the truth of our being and pushing away God's light out of the fear that we might be different than everybody else? And that's dangerous to our own survival. And so let's fit in. Let's not rock the boat. We don't want any haters. We want everybody to like us because then if everybody likes us, then that's proof that we're okay that we're enough, that we're worthy. Because look, all those other people like us. They're not mad at us. They're not angry with us. They don't disagree with us. So we're good. But as you become more enlightened, more holding more light, which is the same as being empowered, one indication is some people are not going to like you. Just in your presence, it's going to threaten the ego mind inside of them. And that's okay. And we'll continue more about that tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Hope you get value from this. Again, this is a study. I know every episode isn't like super deep or super whatever, but this is a practice. It's a process a little bit each day. And if you're in the path of mastery, you're just going to show up anyway and keep going a little bit every day. Like, subscribe, share, give us a good review. Give us a great review if you get value from this. It helps other people find the podcast. And uh, send us an email, hello at revelationbreathwork.com. It's always so meaningful to hear from from you guys all over the world. Uh, Keevan from the Netherlands wrote in the other day how he's been listening and when he rides his bicycle and he goes cycling and how it's been meaningful to him. So Keevan, shout out to you. If I mispronounce your name, that's totally my bad. But I always appreciate hearing from everybody. Kelly in San Francisco, you know how much I love you and appreciate you. Uh, thanks for being a, a fan, a, a, a listener of the pod and sharing with me feedback. So awesome. You guys have a great day. Love you all. And we'll see you next time.